dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. I am so far. I'm supposed to be going up, going over to a friend's house to play some gaming, but I don't know if I'm up to it because I've got this bug that I've been trying to lick for the last few days, been taking the medicine and everything, but I'm feeling kind of puny, so I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But, you know, that's what happens. Good, good way to start the new year, huh, with a cold. It always hits when you least expect it, too, so I know how that goes. One of the many reasons why people can't get together on a regular basis for gaming sometimes. Oh, well, what are you going to do? The gaming world is still out there waiting for me and things like that. So today I'm going to answer an email from John Allen Large, and then we're going to get into a few more things about my, or a few more things you can use about my campaign world that you can use. I can talk. Yes. So we'll get into that after this. Okay, I've got an email, I'm sorry, a voicemail from John Allen Large, thanking me for the info, and I'm just going to play it. Take it away, John. Hi, Glenn, it's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Just wanted to say thanks for the recent episodes about your campaign world. Found those really interesting. Would love to hear some more about that. And in fact, to be honest, I will quite happily listen to as many episodes about your campaign work as you care to put out. But just wanted to say thank you for responding to my original call and for putting these episodes out. I find them really interesting and enjoyable to listen to. So take care and I'll catch you soon. Thank you very much, sir. I will give you as much information as I have or I know of. So I'm going to do a little more of that today. Funny you should mention this. So you people who stick here in my world, you got John to blame. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. I don't mind talking about it if somebody asks. I think I may have said a few things on earlier episodes about this, but some of my ideas for my world is, like I said, it was kind of a, a clockwork steampunk world. with Fantasy with steampunk. So there would be some kind of flying contraptions. Like, that's why I loved about things like the Creature Crucible for basic D&D, the, like Top Ballista. Not only do I get gnomes, but I get gnome aviators, and I get a flying city. And I kind of like that. I haven't got any flying cities yet in my world, but that remains to be seen. But in the meantime, now, I take a few things out of other places. Like, I mentioned Bluffside before which is a supplement for Castles and Crusades, which is an excellent supplement for Castles and Crusades, by the way. This was originally written for the D20 crowd during 3rd, 3-5. And, and Troll Lord got it and converted it to Castles and Crusades. It's basically the same book except for Castles and Crusades stats, which is easily adaptable to anything. And they put new races in there and new classes, now, they had, you know, like prestige class. They, they, they were treated as prestige classes in 3 and 3.5, but they just made them classes in here. But one of the things I take from them are, st- are steam gnomes. I like gnomes. I like gnomes because elves, dwarves, and halflings seem to be set as far as their personalities go. 
I always feel like you do whatever you want with gnomes. It's it's instead of just being dwarf light. I really try to give them. The, I, they, they're more fun loving and things like that. So I tend to make them the mad scientists of my world. That's why I like steam gnomes so much. I always say they're the Doc Browns. And because you can do anything, you can you can introduce, especially if you have a steampunk setting, like, you know, if I overlay that on there, you can just go everywhere. You know, science would be big with them. And some of the things I've come up with, one are talk stones. I mean, this is just simple. It's a two-way, it's a two-way talk. It's a stone, a magical stone that one of each, one party has and another party has. And, you know, tap it and you talk to them. Like, kind of like a, I wouldn't say a cell phone or a phone, but more like a walkie-talkie. And you can listen to, you know, things on the other end if the line's open and things like that. And you just, you know, tap it until you, until it's, uh, if you have more than one talk stone in a party, I, I pretty much rule, if you have more than one talk stone in a party for more than one character, uh, you should identify yourself at the beginning. You know, tap, this is Grog. Or something like that. I don't know if it can, the magical let you find that, you know, if if there's more than one, say if, if it's a party line, that's what I'm saying. If more than one person has a stone in a party, can you differ? You just say, hey, this is whoever. But I did that. I used that for my cattle drive. That was very handy because what I did was I wanted them to have some kind of way to contact the main cattle drive because the players are scouts that go ahead of the cattle drive and try to smooth the way and take care of any problem. Tr- troubleshooters. Because they know you know the route and you gotta you got to figure out, you know, what problems there are, smooth the way, grease some palms, pay, you know, take care of things on the way and who knows they may have to change the route and that's how they that's how the cattle drive finds out about these changes so i got the talk stones and i gave them a 200 mile range which i thought was perfect because that's a quite a long range but yet it's not long enough to cover the area of in my campaign world, it's like covers like maybe two thirds. So you can get out. They can get out of range. Something like 200 square miles. And so you can't get out of range of it, which is good because sometimes it's going to happen. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to give them an easy out on everything. So I thought, you know, this is a way to communicate with other party members. If you had two talk stones in the group, you just give one to one guy and one to the other, and they send him off to to look at to do lookout work or something like that. Find out what the area is, or if they fly or something like that, they can fly up and just like say, "Hey, what's going on?" I can say, "Okay, X, Y, and Z is here." Okay, fine, we'll we'll do that. But and they're and it's very primitive. It's very like touch it, you know, talk, and then touch it again, you hang up. And it's like I said, it's a walkie-talkie. So you talk, you say over, and then they talk, and they say over, and that kind of thing. So, or if you leave the channel, you can leave the channel open sometimes. That came in. That was a big plot point in the the last the last scenario in the cattle drive thing. They, they had the somebody left the line open, and they heard what was going on on the other end, and people were being captured. So, oh my gosh, we got to get to them. Can we trace them? And I don't know if these are traceable or not. I think they'll be traceable with the right magic. If you have a magic user that can trace it, you can trace where the call is coming from. So you have that. So it's a primitive kind of communication setup. 
I also came up with, and then I also wrote, uh, spell coins. Spell coins. My theory was that there's gold, silver, copper, platinum, electrum, whatever. And you can imbue them with magic energy. I figured how, how valuable the coins are depends on how much magic you can put into them. And you can use them as raw magic, or you can put spe- specific spells in them. And like a copper piece would hold one spell. A silver piece would hold two. A gold piece would hold three, etc., etc., etc. And you just know how to activate it. And they're coin of the realm, too. So there's that. And that would be a handy way of having being the characters be able to, you know, either spend money or cast spells if they didn't have a caster. Also, since they're raw magic, you can negate the spells. Or well, I don't know. I've never had a, a, a spell. See, I have spell stones too that you can imbue with magic and use to power items. Power items in in the world, like you know, steampunk or or steam or, or clockwork is fine, but once in a while you need an actual energy, and so you have spell stones, and they last for a certain length of time. It's the same theory as the spell coins. In fact, that's where I got the idea of the spell stones and the spell coins. So you can use these to power things, too. I mean, you can... Spell stones, we found out, can be shot out of an air gun. And I don't see why you couldn't use a, put it on the end of a, a bolt for a crossbow or an arrow for a bow. Or that, or just a sling, uses a sling stone, boom. And and I'm thinking if the spell ha- if the coin has spells in it, the spells will go off at range. If they aren't ranged, if they are ranged, well, more the better. It increases your range. But I'm also thinking if it's just raw magic, then you get to roll in the charts. Then you get to roll in magic charts and find out exactly what spell is happening. That happened in game, and that was hilarious. Let me tell you. And that was spell stones and spell coins, too. So you can do that, too. I had one more thing that I just can't remember what it is. But I guess it's not important right now. So I will leave it at that for now. I'm going to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk about this, any reason whatsoever... You want to help me develop some of this? Sure. That'd be great. Spellstones and spell coins? That'd be great. Um, so just get a hold of me at oldmancrognardgmail.com or you can get a hold of me on Anchor. Leave a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. And thank you, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, jo- Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, and Benjamin. You guys are great. Don't forget don't forget Mark C. Walring's The Yawning Owlbear Podcast on Anchor. And Dan, Dan Gregg's The Jung Y-U-N-G Grognard Podcast. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.